Hello, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the team. team. My name is T-Rex Oreo. I am Lucky Stiff. How are you? I'm good. We got XYZ tonight. I'm um, already haggard tired. We had a big show last night, but mm-hmm. um, we're going to Smoke and Mirrors. You're going as well. I'm going as well. I have to tell you all that T is in like <laughs> human clothing, right. lovely little hat, and, and then, then just, just drag eye eyes, yeah. but no lashes. Yeah, I, and, and no, no face. Found, actually, your forehead is done too, so it's like you dipped the top of your head in drag. I was worried about being late and yeah. I hate being in half drag it's like my biggest pet peeve mm-hmm. like I hate like I had to go to the store and get the champagne I hate being like I would rather be fully in drag at that store than be in just enough for like straight right. people to look at me like but I feel like that this? corner store they've seen it all oh. we always are traipsing over right. there like smeared with glitter on yeah. like one wig and like sweatpants with flip flops yeah. they understand they just ignore it all right shall we let's do it all right we are welcoming um for the first time time ever nope <clears throat> for the first time ever, Bible Girl is here. Hello, Hello. thank you for having me. Um, also, uh, visiting Tea of the Bag, uh, Miss Eva Destruction is here. Hi. And you're a Dragula girl now. Yes. That's me. <laughs> Fame change, dude. Ooh, that's silence. me. Yes, factual information. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, that that's my truth. Here we are. <laughs> God bless. Um, did you live in Dallas last time you were here? I don't know, because mm. you You've been there, what, a year now? No, I think, um, yeah, uh, well, uh, I, I moved there back in November, but I don't oh. think you've had me since Mm-mm. before then. So, uh, yeah, no, I was in Atlanta the last time I was here. How's yeah. Dallas? Dallas is great. Uh, Dallas is an amazing city. Um, it's always been home for me. I was born and raised uh, for 11 years before I moved around the country, like, half my life. and then. Oh, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Dad was one of, one of those corporate ladder climber oh, sure. types, and he always brought the family with and um, and then finally we settled in Georgia and then that's when they were like we're moving again and I'm like psych I'm Bye. staying um, and it was fun and fresh and built my career in Atlanta and whatever and uh, but eventually like because of like some personal stuff and then uh, just missing my family I moved to Dallas and um, yeah. it's it's a great city yeah. like a lot of people think it's like pageant glamour and just like high hair to Jesus and all this stuff and which it is but at the mm-hmm. same time it's it's also a really progressive city mm. and I see like the change and like it's 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 like uh, it's accepting a lot of different forms of drag no, um, there's like kings um, AFAB performers uh, non-binary gender queer entertainers as well and i was actually pleasantly surprised like walking yeah. in um yeah it's great i love it do you think you'll stay there no um i'm actually uh going to pick up and move to austin very soon um, oh, wow. yeah i've kind of got some you know lovely romantic developments in my life oh, right ho, now ho. yeah so i am uh you know gonna rent that storage unit and just <laughs> right. uh yes. bonk with him uh probably uh at the end of the month or oh, wow. uh, december for so sure next I don't year we'll have you on again yeah. and you'll have moved to another place absolutely we, in your blood <laughs> germany <laughs> <laughs> we just had louisiana here oh Austin. i love her so no sweet. that's Angel. one of the reasons also why moving to Austin because I was like I want to settle somewhere where I feel like I'm closest to family but like also my my chosen family my drag family and you know my relationships so it'll be great having Louisiana there I've got a lot of ideas in store for us in Austin so I feel like Austin as far as I know the drag scene is like kind of limited like they don't have a ton of Mm -hmm. it no so that'll be cool that'll be a nice little Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely surge yeah. yeah. 
grow the biz. Uh, how long have you lived in LA, Bible? Two um, years? It'll, it's actually, it'll be, it's just a little over a year as of last week oh, wow. of August. And mm-hmm. it's been like really awesome. You love it? Yeah, yeah. I like. Just working with the world of wonder tons, aren't you? Oh my God. Oh yeah, they, they've kept me chained down in the basement, girl. Let me tell you, ball and chain Right down. there with Melania, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's been really great. Um, And to the effect of like what Eva was just saying about Dallas, it's it's similar in regards to how open-minded everyone is, especially mm-hmm. to like the fresh meat factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that I was really nervous about kind of taking the jump out of where I felt, you know, the terminology of like local celebrity where it's like, you got your people, you know, what, you're, right. what, what your wheelhouse of venues. Yeah, and it was like, uh, and I'm in New York City. It's like, well, how much better, even though it really wasn't like that great in retrospect. And mm. like, I was kind of like steeping in my delusion. And now like after being in <laughs> LA for a bit of over a year now, it's like, wow, I really was just kind of blindly telling myself, it's fine. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. and it's just, it's been a really amazing year of growth and kind of learning more about myself too through the experiences being out there. So I'm, yeah. I'm really grateful. It's well, awesome. if you were feeling delusional in New York, LA is a great place to go and cultivate your relationship. <laughs> well, it's well, a great place to be. Delusional. It's given me a really good barometer on how right. not delusional I am. Right. 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 Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Like, I think that's why. Like, I might be normal. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. you're oh. moving to like the center of delusion. Right. My morality of and my compass and everything. I'm good. I'm on right. center. I'm solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, you work with the Boulets a lot. Um, yeah, here and there, here yeah. and there. Um, it's been, I think, well, since Queen Kong has really kind of ended right. over at a precinct. Yeah, one, one of my favorite parties to ever work. Um, I was doing that party even while still living in New York, and mm-hmm. they were really part of the reason as to why I felt that I could cultivate some kind mm. of a drag career sure. out in LA because it felt like there was uh, a sense of community even more so beyond like the clickiness that New York can sometimes retain. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where, I mean, we've done Dragula stuff before in the past and uh, so we've got a good working relationship, I would say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that's quite great. a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of everybody swiveled to the right. Well, speaking of that, I I have to tell you, uh, Bible, that I um, all of us on season three of Dragula were literally looking at each other and going, "Bible's going to be a guest judge, isn't she? <laughs> we are fully going to walk out there, and Bible's going to be looking at us." Like for, I was hoping. I like, was mentally preparing like, myself. No, we got the fourteen-year-old from <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um we got bitch instead <laughs> so that yeah, was yeah, even more yeah. right uh, mm-hmm. uh um interesting but also kind of traumatizing because uh you, like having a sister like being on the judge it was actually really funny because during that episode i remember seeing it and being like man the tables have turned now <laughs> right. because i remember a time that i was judging miss bitch pudding like on a drag competition in atlanta That's so funny. reading her to filth and now here she is being like <laughs> you just didn't seem like yourself and i'm just going she oh, had a little bank banker's box God. in the back of her yeah. brain and right. she was like Ah, yes, I will remember this later when I am on TV. I was was fully in the back going, she is going to rip me a new (laughs) hole. And yeah, it's not going to be pretty. But she was kinder than I expected. So I was grateful. But yeah, yeah, we were were expecting to see you. The looming (laughs) fear of Bible girl. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Who do you still talk to from uh, Dracula? 
Oh gosh, um, kind of a little bit of everybody, but yeah. mostly um, Dahlia Black. Mm. Uh, she's actually one of my best friends from the show. Um, as much as a bratty competitor as she looked, no, <laughs> that's. I mean, she's just a very fierce competitor, and all of the claws come. Uh, come out with all that. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, no, I also talked to Madeline Hatter a lot as mm-hmm. well. Um, she's a bestie of mine. Uh, even before the show, we we uh, got to know each other really well. Um, Louisiana Purchase, obviously, she's Love just her. my ride or die, like, go-to bitch. Like, I call her if something's wrong. I call her if she's I great. need some, like, yeah. light in my life. Yes. Um, she's so optimistic and mm-hmm. but so, like, realistic. Just, cool, like, yeah. very comparable to, like, Latrice Royale in season four of Drag mm-hmm. Race. Like, she's our Latrice. Like, mm-hmm. she's the, the, the girl that, like, we would look at. And she would make us laugh. She would make us cry. She would make us feel good. You know, like, all that stuff. And... Let's see. Um, and uh, I mean, I talked to Priscilla Chambers a lot too because she's like one of my best, like the girl. Like yeah. she just she knows how to make you laugh no matter what type of situation you're in. Because um, she was going through it during the season as yeah. well, but she always found the silver lining and the humor in a lot of situations. And I think that that's what made me respect her so much. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I think you have to in that kind of environment. It's mm-hmm. like survival to try and just be like, okay, this oh, yeah. shit is going down, oh, yeah. but you know what? I'm here with my friends. I'm going to have a good time. And uh, before I forget, I also do talk to Hollow a lot. Mm-hmm. Hollow a lot. Yeah, Hollow for sure. Be here next month. Yeah, ho- yes. this month. Now. This month, yeah. It's November. True. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so is uh, Dahlia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, no, Hollow always has such great words of wisdom whenever mm-hmm. I need to hear it. And, um, they also, uh, they also have a lot of like really good insight on like drag and punk culture and just like putting things into perspective, even through something as uh traumatic, but also great of an experience as Dragula is mm-hmm. like yeah. hollow definitely had their own experience, but at the same time, like they always manage to give the best advice when it's needed, you know? Yeah. So, did you uh, did you think Landon was gonna win? Um, I was hoping that that wasn't going to be the case uh, because <laughs> I definitely not? I definitely wanted to go for it. No, uh, but but no, out of the top three, um, even when I got to the top four, I was like, Landon, Landon has to take this. Landon mm-hmm. is going to take this. When you walked in, did you think Landon's gonna be top four? Uh, I immediately knew Landon was top three. Like there was no even top four. I knew that like, as soon as I saw Landon and even hollow, Mm -hmm. um, like I automatically assumed that I was already looking at people in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. It was very intimidating. I was very afraid to compete against them because looking at hollow and how filthy they are and just seeing the lengths that they go to express (laughs) their Mm -hmm. art, um, because it's all authentic. That is all real. If it's blood, it's their blood. If it's bugs, they're real bugs. Yeah. They were like, I'm bringing bugs to goddess and Kat and I both went, okay. Yeah. Right. They'll be there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah. And then seeing Landon and just the amount of experience, but, uh, just polish and dedication to creating the full fledged look every week. I was just like, God, it was always the attention to detail with Landon that was always mm-hmm. like it was the one thing as a viewer like for the season that was really interesting there was like such a, an, a heightened level of tenacity and then on top of that such like a very specific vision per everybody's yes. identity Absolutely. and that was one yeah. thing with Landon where it was like not that Landon was always 
better. It was there was always just some piece of refinement that like yeah. took it there. Oh yeah, oh, I, loved, oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. loved watching them in the um, when they go around the workroom mm-hmm. and they're just explaining how they're making things out of foam yes, core and all this yes. stuff. And I was like, I could just watch land and do a DIY show yeah. totally just making shit totally that is no that's actually that's a really good idea though for real because um just watching even um when stuff was finished and seeing it on Landon and you would ask him like how the fuck did yeah. you turn mm-hmm. this out and mm-hmm. he would say the most like a, a, like bizarre way of making yeah. something yeah. but it would be so effortless to him sure. and right. it would it, yeah. it's so creative and it was just so mind-blowing watching that like process like firsthand like yeah. right in front of me because it just made you kind of question like hmm maybe i need to what study up right. what what yeah. even is mm-hmm. my drag god i feel that way all the time yeah. like i will say um he definitely inspired me to add more rhinestones to everything <laughs> that's for fucking sure yeah. uh, well tenderoni is going to be the first drag ah! king to win uh drag race so i'm just Work. okay <laughs> once they open that door yes. yeah that, just kick it the fuck down Jesus. hurry up <laughs> all right Tired, shall we time I'm exhausted on, hurry up Yep. Keep that it bubble's moving. gonna burst otherwise. We're aging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to start us off? Yeah, let's do it. All right, our first question is from Devante Sick from Whitewater. Whitewater, where nobody knows. Love Whitewater. I don't see water. Love Whitewater rafting. What quality does your drag persona have that you wish to possess in your personal life? That's a great question. Oh, that is oh really God. good. That's That's so what do you think? Question. I think, like in. Uh, an extroverted confidence yeah for sure i think that's probably a good answer for a lot of drag entertainers for yeah. sure that's yeah but it's like the second that like that matte skin foundations <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm invincible you know it's like it's yeah. totally different that's what you it know? Takes. And, yeah and even so like when i take it off afterwards and i'm just like bopping around the club right. i'm like i'm still mm-hmm. feeling that like surge of like totally I'm more confident than normal yeah sure. i'm just like i could have that britney a... raccoon eye and you know right. i'll be feeling <laughs> way better girl. right and sometimes people look at you and you're wandering around like yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they're just like what's wrong with that me, look at, <laughs> me looking rotten in the airport the day after right, again, you right. know? that's yeah. so real drag makes people like look at you and almost like expect something yeah so I, I, if anyone looks at me, I just immediately go, hi, yeah. you know, and like, it, yes. and, and so when I'm walking out after, or, you know, I, I try to, I try to do that where you just, mm-hmm. you walk by people you want to meet and go, hello. And like, yeah. they're just like, I, it's so much easier, but sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I see people I want to meet. I'm like, uh, in the no, corner. I'm weird. Like, that's I don't very know. real. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. even with what Bible just said, like that's very reminiscent of like even the struggle that I had on Dragula was like like th- there's two Evas that you get. Like yeah. uh-huh. it, it's yeah. like you get the switches this, on or the switches yeah, off. Yes. You get this where we're just talking naturally right. and like I'm a little more quieter than I would be in drag, but then when I'm on stage, mm-hmm. it's like this powerful like mm-hmm. presence that even I can't really explain because it just comes on as soon as like I step on stage. Cause before I step on stage, like those butterflies, like I have to pee, like, you know, I'm nervous as up, Same. but then you hit it and then you're just like this maniac. Like, you, know, you don't even know where it came from, but it's there. Do you feel like you're channeling? Like, like you're inviting something into your body? Oh, absolutely. Chemically, absolutely. chemically I believe it to be adrenaline, yeah. <laughs> which everyone has. I'm in like, their... it's a ghost. No. And you're like, it's science, no. bitch. No, Got like, the Ouija board out. it's what it's, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it before, but like, it's what, when I was little, my mom would say, like, I would be like, I'm nervous to go on stage if I was in a place. She'd be like, what do you think you're going to do bad? No. Are you, are you afraid of the audience? No. Then you're not nervous. You just have 
adrenaline rushing through you and it's the thing that makes you kind of shake before you go out and yeah. then when Tea. and then you you go on stage and your brain just goes blank mm-hmm. and you just do the thing autopilot and it's and it's feels like 30 seconds later and you're like holy shit I don't even remember what I just did what I just said right. and it's your body's <laughs> way of armoring you right. yeah. and then you do it and you come back and you're like I, okay I don't even know what yeah. just happened just but I, I think right. I did a good job right. it's like a flow state you just like yeah. you yes. click into it and you know the nights it's gonna be bad when you're not clicking in and you're right. like okay <laughs> right. gotta yeah. like start these gears a turning right. it's quite a powerful thing too yeah. cause like even like uh, for those of you that perform out there when you're sick mm-hmm. and you just feel like garbage but you have to pay the bills and you have to push through it yeah and you go on stage and you feel like you that you have no fever what yeah. is sickness what is this <laughs> yeah. I, like you feel like you took five advil and then you get off stage and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> time to go back to bed times worse yeah. you know yeah, yeah. so that's that's, that's very real that's yeah. actually a good way to put it yeah. adrenaline it is adrenaline. Because <laughs> my mom had to tell me because I was body. like, I don't know. I'm like shaking. She's like, no, you have to like think about it logistically. Mm. Like what is happening to your body? Like just just let it happen. Don't think about it as nerves and let it mm. actually let yourself actually get nervous. Yeah. You know, you're just. And I think I'd rather right. have it than not. Yeah. You know? Yes. It fuels you. Yeah. 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 That's when you know it's like you're doing something right to mm-hmm. have gotten to the point to be feeling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. It's not if you have nervousness because you will. It's how you deal with it and channel it. Yeah. Like get ready. Yeah. I used to always make fun fixed. of like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> Adrenaline junkies. I used to like make fun of. The, I used to work at. Sh- not in my head. I used to make fun of them. Not out loud because I'm not an idiot. But I used to work at a Shakespeare theater and there would be these actors who had been doing it for like 40 and 50 years and they'd have these mm-hmm. crazy crazy, elaborate, like specific, they, you know, have their icons, you know, vintage pictures of people or whatever, sure, mm-hmm. sure. the specific towel yeah. laid out on the makeup station. I used to be like, what the fuck is that? And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I must have my towel. Please, right. please. Like an old lady playing bingo. I'm like, <laughs> I need my safe things. Like I'm not like. Yeah. Touch yeah. the blue. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Like I used to be so much weirder about people saying like, um, good luck. Oh, right. And I would be like, no, no, you have to say break a leg. It's and I would like, spin leg. around three yeah. times and spin over my right shoulder and all the whole <laughs> yep. thing. And now I'm like, I've, I'm let it, I've let it go. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you're either going to do good or not. The wig's like, on your head, sis. Don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't give it up to Yeah. Shit, to I feel like I've gotten or... worse. <laughs> really? Yeah, I do. Everybody's like, okay, great. <laughs> good job. <laughs> what, why do you think you've gotten worse? No, just like more, more ritualistic, more superstitious, yeah. like more sure. elaborate things. I don't get like thrown when that doesn't happen because you just make it work but like I do feel like my ideal situation I'm gonna be like have Gregorian chants and mm. like lots of candles lit and like <laughs> well, somebody com- behind me massaging Gee. my shoulders right? there's, com- there's comfort in process right yeah, yeah. yeah. and true. repetition yeah. and the familiar yeah and, my yeah. friends will drag me all the time because it's not that I take this long to get ready but like I like giving myself a yes. block if it allots five to six hours Ooh, again what not that Maybe. it takes me that long five. I got music on if I'm home in LA smoke a bowl yeah. Between like cooking and That's you know, there's, you there's methodology. Yeah, there's to no it. judgment there. Wow. Yeah, um, but like they're shaving, face masks, sure, like sure. to ease into it, to <laughs> to go from like shaving, 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 shaving to okay, now I'm just 
plastering my face down. It's mm-hmm. like a very, it's a weird in-between state for me. And that yeah. like, I feel like if I have like my Nintendo music on the, <laughs> in like a din in the background. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's very ritualistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they drag me for it, but like, it works. <laughs> Whatever it's works. Whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Make um, it happen. All right, shall we pop some more champagne? Let's do. Oh, have we done that already? Oh my God, I'm so I'm, proud of us. Oh, I gotta work till two. <laughs> We're in it together. It's 430. Yeah. Totally. Let's do it. Yeah, I feel like it's a little early to mention champagne sponsors, do but it. let's do it. Wait. Oh. oh. Did that, you feel that? That sound means, <laughs> no. If you would like to sponsor us on the tea, you can buy us champagne or, you know, snacks or whatever you want to do. Just put a little note in our Venmo. It's snacks. The, snacks, please. It's the tea podcast. And some of our uh, donors for this week are Damaged Bottom, who is keeping us in the champagne Hi, week in and week out. We love you, baby. Um, Griffin Sipos. I'm just, you hey, know, buddy you're like hacking. A card dealer, right? hey. I feel like I'm getting worse with you're age. Be a star, you know? kid. Hannah Cecil. I hope that's right. Cecil. You all have some difficult names this time. Caitlin Ryder. Greg House. What's up, Greg? Peyton Warner, Charlie DeWitt, Colin Thompson, and Molly Walters. Thank, Thank you, you for so much. Money. <laughs> that was beautiful. Shall we do our, our new theme song? Next one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from Aaron K from Chicago. Is there a type of drag or performance that you haven't wanted to ex? Nope. That you have <laughs> wanted to explore but haven't yet. Mm. Oh yeah. Like what? Oh yeah. Like honestly, like and. I feel, okay, so a lot of my reference right now in this interview is probably going to come from my Dragula experience, so mm-hmm. if you get tired of hearing it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, spooky now. No, for real. <laughs> like, I, like, it's what I said on the reunion, like, I feel like a butterfly at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like... I feel like a lot of my drag career has been one big identity crisis <laughs> and chock full of like ADD, not mm. knowing where the fuck I fit in. But like, I just feel so much more realized now. But like, so I want to definitely explore more like filth yeah. with the mm. category. Like, cause I feel like I fit into the glamour category like so easily. And I like, I definitely dip into the horror pool every now and then, but like being on the show, like I would love to get down and dirty more often. Mm. Um, because I look at like Violencia hollow, um, and, and even Priscilla too, like she gets nasty too, but like, and I just like, I'm just like, gosh, that just looks so easy for you guys. But mm. it, you know, like, Filth is like a, a skill like just not many people can have because it just depends on what you can stomach, what you can achieve, yeah, for sure. and how much you're willing to put your body through. Yeah. You know, because uh, uh, bitch pudding had to like rinse her mouth out with rubbing alcohol after she drank that mop water, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, stapling yourself isn't as enjoyable, but. Hollow was right. Episode one, uh, it is euphoric. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like you could have punched me in the face after that challenge, yeah. and I would have thanked you wow. for sure. <laughs> Part of me did wonder if this was like gonna be like a, a brief thing for you, if you were gonna go back into. It's not a phase, mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I wondered. Like, did you do it to get on Dragula, and then you're gonna stop? I mean, that's not me but being that's, shady, but, but that's I think... commentary. That's such yeah, 
male yeah, commentary yeah. amongst Reddit, the yeah. the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the mm. Twitters, you know, like, and honestly, I had to stop and think about it. And to be honest, this is something that I've been so, sh- like, this whole, like, alternative community, like, I tried dipping into it when I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I was so sheltered growing up. And, like, this is my chance to, like, relive my childhood. And for a lot of you that have viewed the show, you, cl- you clearly heard and saw, like, what I had to go through growing up. But, like, now mm. I just feel like I'm actually able to catch up on a lot of stuff that I missed out on growing up. And yeah. right now I'm living my life. And, like, if that means I'm not covering myself up from head to toe in clothing and I'm showcasing my body hair and being more ooky spooky, you know, like all that <laughs> stuff, then fucking that's what I'm going to do. This is, a, this is a new era. This is a new Eva destruction. Mm. And I just feel more authentically me now. Um, because it's actually, it actually derives from a lovely Instagram comment and I read all the comments. Like people say, delete them, block them. Honey, I read a couple, I read a couple. (laughs) And there was one that strongly resonated with me, um, after I posted just a simple makeup, like transformation, like picture. And I put the hashtag spooky on there. And somebody was like, this isn't spooky. Like your name is Eva destruction for God's sakes, go destruct something. What? And at first what I was like, mean? go fuck yourself. But then, <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? Like my aesthetic now, like it just feels more authentically more like true to my name and yeah. like mm-hmm. what I do on stage. And it's just been all this like training that I've had growing up, like in Atlanta and like all this like glamor and polish and yeah. pageantry and like smooth edges, like mm. forced upon me or even, you know, just, I, I was um, groomed, you know, yeah, yeah. around it. And um, I don't know. I just feel like this is now like taking all that and just putting it in my like own way on this like new journey yeah. that I'm on. I don't know. Well, you've definitely Shit. got the technical part down. Mm-hmm. And so now you can turn that into something gross. And I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes when you see people trying out gross things, it doesn't always look technically savvy. Right. It's messy so or like yours, falling apart. It can be messy. For art. Right. <laughs> so yours can be messy, but still you have such a, um, like it just, it looks, it's just visually appealing, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like you've always been coming from that. Like one of my yeah. favorite performances I've ever seen you do, you were in a straight jacket spitting up black bile. And that was like years ago. So I don't. Oh yeah. Remember? <laughs> I was trying to remember. Yeah. yeah I just, I, <laughs> I so just, I feel like the thread has always been there. Yeah. And now you're yeah. just giving the thread permission. And I mean, back to what I was saying before, even with felt like I just, I just want to keep having more fun. I think that that's like my challenge yeah. for myself now as like what the boulets like told me, like giving more myself, more opportunity to reward my successes mm-hmm. and, um, or just reward myself for my successes. There we go. And just, uh, just have more fun and let loose and not be so uptight about shit <laughs> i feel that yeah so yeah Hell's what about yeah. you bible right. what do you want to do bible what um, haven't you gotten to do yet i think i think at least as far as like a genre of drag goes i th- because of the element of control that it that you have to like possess to do it would be like something around like along the means of like burlesque Mm. Um, and just because like I'm a very frenetic by nature performer, but I've also leaned into it to a degree. So I've really kind of like honed in and made sure like there's a core and like that it makes sense. Mm But, um, after I had shortly moved to LA pheromone had, she came to one of my shows and then just as like a polite constructive criticism as a friend, which I appreciate, like that's what it should be. Yeah. She 
she just gave like notes about control and that was and like that's obviously something that's like implicit in what our methodology should be yeah. with it but it, uh, my mind just never really went there as like a focal point uh-huh. and so after she had when you hear someone else saying the things that go on in your yeah. head it's like Gets oh it yeah I've been there telling was a light bulb this, but yeah. it's like ding right. yeah, yeah exactly and so like literally like since that mary's gig that she was at <laughs> told me that which hi hamburger mary's love you and hi farah um she <laughs> she was just like you know i think give the moment when you come out like <laughs> hold on to it, build mm-hmm. it up. And I feel like that's... Tell a story. Yeah. yeah. And like, and since that, that was September of 2018, like since then I've really made a point of holding on to a factor like that and making sure that's incorporated into like the linearity. So I mm-hmm. feel like channeling something like that into a burlesque number where I've had like my own like body dysmorphia history sure. and like mm. being able to really own everything on yeah. top of all else with the control, I think would be like a really fun way to like funnel everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Thanks. I believe in that. Yeah. What do you want to do, yeah. team? What's the word? I feel <laughs> like your, your answer journey? to this would be so interesting. Live though. vocals. What do you want to try? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually like planning to start performing. Tea! Holy Yay! shit, it's oh happening. God. God. Like, you yeah. heard it here. I mean, this won't come out for a minute, so maybe I'll have already said something about it. Or we can cut it out if I don't want to. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, <laughs> I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going all in. And, and I also feel like I miss out on a lot of gigs that I could get because I have a very narrow thing mm-hmm. that I do. Mm. Specific. Specific. But every show already has a host, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's very rare that someone's like, oh, we need a host. Let's fly her in. To tap so, in host. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, I think uh, it would it's going to help me out. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going all in. So I'm like having stuff designed right now and I'm like, oh, yes. yeah, I know. Oh, so I'm kind of God. like excited. It's not so just a once a year thing anymore. I know. It's going to be my like, uh, I mean, it's going to be my new era, my new thing that I'm like focusing on. Yes. Renaissance. If I'm going to do it, then I'm gonna, yeah, I feel like I've gone as far as the thing I'm, I do, it's going to go. Yeah. It's like not as far, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, I, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Let's scratch another itch. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I can't wait to that see itch. that. Oh, yeah. I'm about to be like the biggest stand from afar. How about you, Miss Stiff? Oh, me? Um, I I feel like... Mix Stiff. Yeah, mi- mix, mix. mix. It's pronounced stiff. like your bacon stiff. and pop. Okay. Mix Stiff. There we go, there we go. Pardon moi. Mix Stiff. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like there's two things. I really, I've, this is like a dorky thing, but I keep going into the, this magic store that was on the corner next oh my to God. my sublet. Oh. And like asking them questions and I feel like it's like the gateway drug is like you know the confetti explosions sure yeah. sure sure but now I'm Ooh. like what else can I do can I like pull things out of my mouth can I like I'm trying to learn how to like pull a chain out of huh. my nose oh, and fuck then yes. like make it turn into something else Absolutely. I don't know so I feel like that's like and like lucky is a vintage circus thing or at least yeah. it started that way mm-hmm. so maybe that I don't know. That's Magic brilliant. stores are so <laughs> creepy. They're and very specific I environments. I believe that they're all drug fronts. Um, oh. <laughs> I believe. That makes sense. Candy, yeah. candy stores and magic shops are all drug fronts. That 18-year-old white kid that works there doing card tricks is absolutely right. selling something. With like a, yeah, with Work. like a, a, a five hair mustache oh like, no. he fully <laughs> he fully was uh, there was no one in there which is typical of this magic store i'm like how do you make any money it's because everything is wildly overpriced yes. but i walked in there and he's like 
heard the bell, turned around like that gopher, and then was just like, <laughs> immediately started doing card tricks. Oh. Like, whipped him out of nowhere and started like shuffling like crazy and was just like, what do you need? How can I help you? And I'm just like, Jesus. He's like, human interaction, I've been practicing, <laughs> I'm ready. I feel like that's such like a, like an MO of anyone that works or dabbles in like the magic field. Mm-hmm. I used to work at a Halloween store in New York City and there was like mm. a magic department and like anyone that works behind that counter would always make a point of like, not actually being behind the counter but instead right. like doing their best to try and engage with anyone that walked in the store like yeah. wow. doing every trick in the because <laughs> wow. they're practicing because yeah, yeah, yeah. they awesome. sit there behind the it's desk awesome. doing nothing Aww. else and yeah. they're like I gotta do this because I'm gonna that. make my big break taping small bags to the back of every car doing their drug front <laughs> absolutely <Right. laughs> yep that's it would you, would you like this test gift cutest also, bag you've ever seen <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> You picking that up? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Kylie Jenner, uh, Kendall, close. Kendall Jenner, yeah. close, close. one of those people. Put respect on her name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, she's probably the... trademarked everything you're saying. <laughs> you got the next one. I do. Nicole from Milwaukee. Hi, Nicole. Tea of the bag. Tea of the bag. Um, most prized possession? Question mark. Oh, that's hard. Not just drag, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Most prized possession. Um, oh, when I was when I turned thirty, my dad sent me my wisdom teeth. Oh my god! Whoa. They had he had been keeping them in a little film canister. <gasps> I have my grandpa's Rolex. Ooh, is, yeah. is that also, like special and sentimental for any other reason? That's a Rolex. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> Very special. Yeah. To me. I mean, I'm just keeping. It wasn't it. like he showed it to you and he was like, "One day this will be." Yeah, yours. he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, there's like no one in my family, so I mm-hmm. just get every when everyone dies, <laughs> I just get everything. Like I'm an only child. Like my my mom has like a sister with a child, and then no one, you know. Mm-hmm. Or there's like a bunch of only ch- children, so That's great. we all have just been, yeah, like Templeton uh, at the fair, just like, <laughs> like hoarding away the family oh jewels. Yeah, right? yeah, I feel that. So yeah, here comes a raw egg. Yeah. 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 yeah, What about y'all? <laughs> I love that I... mine was a Rolex. How fucking shitty is yeah. that? The mine Donald was, Trump of it all. Mine was teeth. Like yeah. I feel okay, like this right. is indicative of our personality. My, my grandpa, when he got all of his gold teeth from like the '60s taken out in the '70s, oh my God, got I'm all terrified. his gold teeth taken out. When they put in like the normal fillings yeah. that they started doing, and now it, it's the Rolex. He right. melted them down. <laughs> he melted, melted in the mold. He, right. he melted all the gold into a necklace, and my mom has a necklace. What kind oh. of Quentin Tarantino like situation? So, so you could still see like the. Oh no! Oh no! They were artists. Okay. They were artists. Respect their art. Yeah. They're hippies on the mountain. Yeah. As far as like prize possessions go, um. I'm honestly that's really that's really tough because like I I've grown to not be like this is like this isn't meant to be passive aggressive shade or anything like this I've just I've I've grown not to be a material materialistic person just mm. because of like all the moving and all the mm. life changes I've had <laughs> to make over my the Rolex years. would like a word well <laughs> you know what fuck you um, <laughs> no but uh I I think like uh probably the friendships you've made along the way yeah, <laughs> this is actually a moment that I'd like to speak to you, uh, T. About. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I think anything that I've gotten from um, my Nana that passed away mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, I think, um, and I actually have a family portrait that my grandma attempted to toss out, but oh. um, it 
includes um, my grandpa that also passed away mm-hmm. that I saved because she's going through a, a process where she's tossing out a lot of stuff yeah. and changing her home right. uh, as I've been living with her for a bit. Um, and she got this like portrait that included me as a baby, my mom, my aunt oh, Kelly, my grandma. That's and so it's rad. a very nineties family portrait. Oh, like, sure. Feathered bangs not, everywhere. Like very like, yeah. like the, the women that weren't as old made themselves look old, you know, right. the jewelry, the hair. Why did we do that in the nineties? Right? What was that about? No explanation. My I can't tell you. My had the, scariest like Sears photo shoot it's like her with like a, a chicken yeah. feather boa and like a what? T- and like a um, a cowboy hat and no. everything's like super really, drag race season Florida. one hazy like it really explains like why people look younger nowadays yeah. it's because it we're was, not making ourselves look like fucking like 30 yeah. when we're 18 anymore oh no but um yeah it like it, it just showed all of us and I I think that that right now is like one of those treasures that I don't think I'll ever get rid of no matter where I go. Cause like, it's yeah. kind of like a, like a memorial yeah. like of my grandpa and like our whole family, like with my mom and she was young too when she had me. So like, it, it's really great to see me. Like I don't have any like family photos. Like mm-hmm. that's why I say I'm not materialistic because I lost all of my family photos that I had in my possession a long mm-hmm. time ago. But, um, I was like, this one wow. is specifically special because I remember mm-hmm. growing up, this was over the mantelpiece, like at my grandma's yeah. like home that I grew up in, wow. uh, with her. So I would say that that's the significant, most important thing right yeah. now. I feel yeah. like I have a cool. similar, like, I, I don't really care about earthly possessions so much. Cause like when I was 16, we lost everything in the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just have this kind of like, like every six months, I just go through my house and just throw out half yeah. the content. Oh, like, that's literally. I yeah. don't yeah. Really care about it. No, like yeah. I don't have a sentimental. Like I was also raised by my grandpa, and he every holiday he would say like, "You guys don't give me anything. I don't want it." And every year, my mom would like give him presents, mm-hmm. and he would take the presents. He would open up the card tear up, read it, tear it up, and then leave the presents at the house. And they would go, why aren't you taking them home? He's like, because I said I didn't want them. I don't want them. He's like, wow. why'd you tear up the card? Because I read it. Like, <laughs> and like I feel the that... same way. Like, I don't really care about earthly possessions that much. So like, I'm not someone who's, like, bathing myself in. <laughs> you know, like, I want no, experiences. Because yeah. I don't even own like furniture yeah. or anything. Like, I just have, like, the clothes that I move with, yeah. and then I just settle where I go. Like I, yeah. like, I feel like furniture is such a, like, hindrance sometimes especially when you mm-hmm. need to go somewhere really quickly it mm-hmm. definitely ties you to a place and when you're like us and you have wanderlust or you travel a lot i feel like yeah. it's difficult i have like yeah. no furniture yeah yeah but i have you know teeth <laughs> <laughs> i only keep the For important now. things right. speaking of which bible, yeah, bible what would you say um i attach a lot of sentiment to everything okay <laughs> like, a, like a lot like you're you know, like a keeper well of you know things, like i or... wear like a lot of ribbons and chokers and mm-hmm. stuff so those have all come from like different like experiences and adventures in my life or have come from gifts from like either family members, friends, fans, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, like a drag magpie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the, so those always like hold something special, but that's not what's my most important possession. Uh-huh. My most important, which I just came into owning is my mom's wedding dress. Oh, oh my God. And, and it's in like the same box that it came in. Wow. And she, uh, her and my dad both just recently moved from Long Island to New York city. And so uh-huh. like they were doing like this big purge of like the house that they lived in because right. like 
you know, you go to New York City, it's a downscale. It's like a massive downscale yeah, yeah. from oh, like suburbia, right? Uh-huh. Right. So they did this massive purge and she had asked me if I wanted it. And I, and I was like, the, obviously the inclination was like, absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And she told me how like she hadn't even opened it since like she took it off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's now sitting in my drag room. I'll never do anything with it most likely. I've mm-hmm. like thought about it. I'm like, no, I want to just like, hold on to it. My mom is like one of like, it's corny, but like, is like one of my biggest heroes in my life. We've done a lot of growing together. Like since I came out, like there was just like a lot of synergy that we came into as I came into my adulthood. And, you know, we're in a much different place in my, in our lives respectively. Now we're like, our adult conversations are so different than when I was like an angsty teenager. She didn't understand. So like, um, and I love both of my parents so much, but my mom is, is just someone who, we've done a lot of behavioral modification and learning about each other in mm-hmm. that process. Wow, yeah. And so I would say that's definitely the most important thing that I own. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah that's beautiful. That I really love, is the, love you mom. It's the weird, <laughs> especially when you're a queer kid and yeah. I, because I feel like when we act out or when we're fucking assholes to our parents or whatever, when we're growing, we're like specifically annoying because we are hiding yeah. things. Yes. And, and then they there's know. Like a, and they know. And there's like a second part of them learning you because mm-hmm. you've, lied in so many tiny ways Mm -hmm. uh, to hide things from them. And so you lie about where you're going that night, about the movie you saw. My my mom was such an excavator. So like that was such a point of contention in our lives where like I knew that like when I was trying to make plans, I'd have to answer or I'd have to like premeditate answers to any questions she would have. And then even if that was telling the truth, but Mm. then there were even points where like, I wasn't telling the truth, like go visit my first boyfriend at the time or something who like lived 40 minutes away. It's like, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend locally. No, I'd be driving my car like an hour out, you know, and doing all that shit. And she, you know, she'd catch a hickey here or there. That would obviously create such a blow up. (laughs) And there was a point of like that resentment or contemptuous relationship. Yeah. And it didn't come into like where I was in college about like a year and a half in where like I got the apologies and like, I see you, I get it. And that was something that I never thought I would have for my mom because by nature she just doesn't apologize. There's like a, it's not that she can't acknowledge fault, but it's that she'd rather just move forward, Yeah, you know? And so like to get that moment, even as like a 19 year old is really special to me. And I think was a very big turning point in our relationship as adults. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just like where we sit. Oh my God. Apologies. Powerful. Yeah. Apologies are so real. Even today, like with parents, because like I even like, I remember, I think this was like a year ago. This is very significant because like, I, I remember like, it was so random. I don't know what was happening, but I remember bursting into tears and I called my mom and I was like, I'm so sorry for what a little shit I was oh, yeah. in grade yep. school or even like, you know, just that far back. Like, yeah. because you just reminisce on, it's like when you're randomly doing something and your brain reminds you of something really traumatic right. and embarrassing yes. and then you just convulse and you're just like, no, don't, don't fucking think about that you right curl now. inward. No, for yeah. real. Like yeah. you want to fucking just like mm-hmm. expel from your body and just leave earth but yeah, like full association. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I just remember like a lot of those moments where I just randomly call her and because Aww. I just randomly remind, because like yeah. right now it's like my mom and like even my grandma who also like she helped like uh, loan me money. Like she loaned me money for Dragula and mm-hmm. everything. Like she knew like what I wanted to do. Like mm-hmm. they're my biggest support systems. But like... um. I just, there's a lot of learning and growing that had to be done with me and my family, especially Mm -hmm. with how 
angsty and rebellious I was too growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just a lot of moments I catch myself like I, I call my mom randomly and I'm just like, I'm so sorry Aww. for what a freaking like nutcase I was. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yes. Yeah. Apologies have been like something that I've like found later in life. Yeah. I, don't, I, I feel like when I was younger, I was like, there's a stubbornness that leads you to not want to apologize to people. No one wants to be wrong. No, no, no absolutely wrong. not. <laughs> but then you like see people that you look up to apologize or you like realize that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And then it feels so much better to like shed the it's skin free, of a lie. Yeah. And then like, it feels great to have someone apologize to you and then you can just start over. Absolutely. Right. It clears it you feels- of that paranoia. Yeah. Right? Oh, tea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tea. Like, I feel like we can feel, especially as artists, we know when somebody is, like, not either not being completely forthcoming with right. us or when somebody is, like, harboring resentment or anything. Yes. You can yeah. feel yeah. it. Mm. And for both of, when both of you just pretend like it's not happening... It's awful. Then you just it's this gross like swampy it's quagmire gross. and you just like have to let it sit mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. you can never mm-hmm. come, you can't come forward and move forward as friends when that's sitting between you. You have to like wash all of that away and clear the air and be like, yo, I had this like awkward feeling about the right. situation we were in and yeah. I'm sorry that I had that feeling, Fully. but I want you to know that I don't feel that way anymore or I don't want to feel that way anymore. And exactly. it's like, it's just, Friendship. Yeah. There's like, there's this part of my my personality that I've been trying to get rid of like at this point in my life where it's like I can completely turn to ice. Yeah, I know. Where it's like oh, I can just I, and it's because like it's abandonment. That's mm-hmm. abandonment sure. issues. Yeah, That's like sure. family yeah. leaves and and what do you do? You just don't fucking talk like, about I it. That's real. Yeah. So yeah. If someone burns you and you just yep. you yeah. will never speak again. I will never see you. It doesn't matter how close you are. Someone burns you. You can just cut it out. Yeah. Lock it in the trunk. And so even right. the smallest offenses happen to you, and you go, well, I guess we got another one. Goodbye. Yeah. Never speak to me again. And you have to learn to not do that because that's a horrible mm. way to deal with things. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. But it's rough. It's and you lose people that you care about you because do. of it. But yeah. it's not, you know, it's, it's, you got to relearn how to yeah. grieve and how to yeah. speak to fucking people. <laughs> God we damn are it. Deep today, hey. aren't we? Yeah. Are we going to cry like we did the G episode? I mean, I'm close, girl. Honestly, <laughs> I do it almost every time. Just get real quiet. All right. Uh, this is from Touche Douche hey. from Portland. I don't know who that is, but they have a great name. Yeah, I like it. Uh, What was the most influential moment, uh, action, or thought that led to your success as business people, marketing, queer artists, and art forms? Okay. Are we business people? Uh, This is my entire dissertation. Ah. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're business people. Yeah, I mean, speak for yourself. I don't know what I'm doing. I think we should start with Bible on this one. I agree. The business entrepreneur mogul herself. It's funny that you asked that on such a day. Today marks the fourth year anniversary of me filming my Transformations episode with Walter Wonder. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm. And so, like, that that was something where, regardless of, like, the story and the narrative, whoever views it as what it is, like, it was one of those, like, Dave and Goliath situations when it finally came out and there was a way where they chopped, like, what's supposed to be, like, a 12 minute episode to under four minutes, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And, whether it was a point of like trying to incur retribution upon me or something, I had to then kind of take all the heat that came from it from like the outsider's perspective rather Mm. than industry. And it was like, wow, I could either take this on the nose and just let myself be a complete fucking failure and really like have to 
sleep in this weird bed that's kind of more or less been made for me against mm-hmm. my will. Yeah. Or I just really lean into it and own every fiber of what everyone is going to be saying about me and beat them to the punch beforehand. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of is where like my mission statement as a drag queen came into play. Mm. And so there's literally like, uh, there's like this mini docu-series that came out a few years ago where my episode that got shot was the same day that my episode came out. So it's very like raw and real. So like even looking back at it, it was like, I don't know how I like developed the mechanism to like deal with it in such a real time situation. Yeah. But looking back, that's definitely something where it was like, I had a much, a, a much more so like renewed sense of self and awareness, mm-hmm. even like towards the end of that day of everything kind of coming to a head and being like, okay, I know everyone's just going to have their little opinions and going to have what they have to say, oh but goodness. I'm, yeah. And it was like, I'm just gonna be a pretty party girl and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your mission statement? Yeah. Was that the phrase right there? <laughs> yeah. Or- um, can we repeat the question yeah, just what, so I could, uh, cause it was kind of a mouthful. What was the most influential moment, action or thought that led to your success as business people, marketing, queer artists and art forms? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. For me, um, I, well, I mean, as far as like influential upon my entire career, like I just have to always like thank like. The, the laughing track performance like yeah, coming sure. into play yeah. because that is literally why I'm here today. Like I yeah. owe so much of my career to that performance mm-hmm. and uh, Stephen Shagwell who uh, recorded it during Atlanta Pride in mm-hmm. 2014 um, and... Was it on YouTube that it originally... It was on YouTube yeah. uh, but, but that... it was also... So there were two other performances before it. Um, there was a Cirque du Cabaret performance in 2013 that I did with uh, Barry Brandon mm-hmm. and um, you know the people that eventually um, uh, worked with uh, Wussy, This Free Life, you right. know, like yeah. all those yeah. lovely yeah. organizations. And um, RIP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, and then before that, it was uh, a performance that I experimented with at the other show in Atlanta mm-hmm. every Friday night. Yeah. And they're at Midtown Moon. So if you're there, go check them out. Um, but anyway, so, uh, but yeah, laughing track. But also, um, it was actually a lot of guidance that I received like early on to, like within my second, third year of drag. And it was put yourself on social media. Yeah. Put yourself on fucking social media. Yeah. Claim your name exactly. and your username on every platform. And yeah. that's what I did. I, I spread myself all across social media and I made sure that, you know, like I was constantly posting pictures yes. no matter if my mug was okay or not. Like I, and my, my roommate slash best friend um, was also in charge of, recording and posting all of my YouTube footage. Mm-hmm. Of and which there is so much and it's so yeah, awful and good to yeah. watch. Prolific. Yeah. Right. Go check it out y'all because seriously I've watched everything. Like there's an entire rabbit hole that is my YouTube channel of all my performances. Mm-hmm. Um, some have been removed because they're a little you know old, older and we're, we're evolving. As long as it's is still up there that's all I care about. But yeah. Um, so yeah no uh, just putting myself out there on social media and starting my YouTube channel, I think, was the most like influential as far as like where I am, uh, business wise, professionally, yeah. as a performer, and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, Drag Queen merch came into the mix as well. <laughs> so I was able to finally put, <laughs> I was finally able to put merchandise out there to be able to sell to make available for people. And I, you know, like I, 
I, I love it. Like, cause it's a nice little cute side coin every now and then, like mm-hmm. every month. And, but at the same time, I just love that people get an opportunity to finally like buy merch without any sort of like hassle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I just, it, it's, it's been a wild and long ride. Now that I'm talking about it and saying everything out loud, <laughs> it's been a really, cause this is something even, um, Oh God, like last night or the night before. Cause like I'm on, this is stop number 10 tonight at Roscoe's for XYZ. Like this is stop number 10 for the destruction tour act Mm -hmm, one. mm -hmm. Um, and (laughs) uh, it's been 10 days of drag in a row, uh, as of today. And I've stopped and like really like thought about everything. And it's been a wild long ride Mm -hmm. of constant disappointment, shoveling through shit and like, finally like reaping the rewards of all my hard work and like saying all this out loud just really puts it in perspective on like, you know, the little, the little decisions that I made early on, like even like starting a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. making an Instagram account, like making a Twitter and actually learning how to use Twitter. Like, you know, like, (laughs) you know, cause I mean, I'm, I'm hanging on to Twitter, like with a vice grip right now. Cause Facebook, I'm just like, I'm getting over Facebook. I'm so done. Mr. Zuckerberg really drove it into the ground. This tumbleweeds a plenty on Facebook. I'm like, I guess I have to post here now. Honey, uh, I still use it so fucking much because, like, the promotion. Yeah, the algorithm is a lot easier to handle on Facebook than any other mm-hmm. platform. Yeah, annoyingly, and now it's connected to Instagram. I a friend of mine just said that they tried to delete their Facebook and it like deactivated their Instagram at the same time. That is I shady. Like, I believe that. No, but thank that's you, fucked. please. That's so fucked up. My fucking Zuckerberg wow. with his bangs. <laughs> oh but yeah, so creepy. Idiot. But um turf bang. He does. <laughs> he's got turf bangs. <laughs> the little baby bangs. He's got, oh, those, little, look like he's got those fucking Yolandi Visser bangs happening. Friars up. Just like her. I think I'm a billionaire and look Friar. like that. He 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 literally looks like one of those like coconuts that are like decorated <laughs> with the teeth at the yes. Gro- yes. Like, with the iPad yeah. with the yes. gro- at the grocery store you see like amongst the fruit and yep. you see those coconuts oh with God. like the teeth. My aunt used to have those on like her patio table. Well, yes. Yikes. We're all going to be deactivated after this episode <laughs> oh comes out. Uh, bye. Rip. Good job, us. <laughs> what about you, T? Yeah, Because um, you've evolved for sure as a business. I don't uh, know if there's like, if I can pinpoint like a like big one. one thing. Is it like just a series of revelations where you're just there's, like, ah, fuck, I should do that thing. I feel like every time I jump into something, I just go, well, let's see where this goes. Tea. And it always starts out like mad janky at first. Like matinee yeah. was mad janky. This podcast was mad janky. <laughs> Roscoe's viewing party parties were mad janky. Like, yeah. And every success that I've had has been like, like, because the bones were good. Yeah. Mm. So then it was later in life, it was like, oh God, people are watching this fucking YouTube show. Like, I didn't even realize that people were paying attention to it until later. And then I was like, okay, let's like get our shit together. That's when it's so good though. That feels so good. Like you go back to it and you realize how much attention it's getting. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's legendary. And I feel like so many things that I've been like, all right, this, I need to really go all in on this and get excited about it. And I just can't get excited about it. But if, if, if like it just kind of happens to be good right. and there's just like a groundswell around yeah. it like yeah, yeah, yeah. those are the things that are like the majorly impactful things yeah mm-hmm. I feel so. if you, like it's all a slow and steady climb but if you have to push too hard right. probably that's not where you should be going yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and people love a success story like <laughs> yeah. when you start out janky you don't really gotta 
I, hey, look, look what we did. We got four <laughs> microphones and uh, some <laughs> champagne. Like, you know, like, yeah. If, if it's good, it's good. And, and we just, and also we just wanted to talk to people. Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. wanted to, I feel like this should be our like right. 10 years from Two, now. We're looking right. back on our lives <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Waxing poetic if on the we broadcast. That long. Yeah. But honestly, like, it's yeah. just, we enjoyed talking with yeah. people about not just the business of drag, but like how you feel doing it and what yeah, it means. Of and, and it's, it's just important. And I try not to like focus on like the, I don't, I mean, obviously with like matinee and stuff, like I want to know the numbers, but mm-hmm. I don't focus. I've never been like monetarily motivated. No. Or I would yeah. not have become a drag queen. I have yeah, right? things that I love to do and then said, all right, let's see if we can turn this into money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we've turned it into money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just cool. Especially like, I don't know. Like, Matinee was just, like, such a little chicken shit piece of shit show. I remember, like, coming into Matinee during its, like, early stages, too, a few years ago when you first brought me to Chicago. shitty. No, it was actually really funny because the first thing you asked me was, like, um... So it's like a it's like a Broadway night. Like, do you do Broadway? <laughs> That's and hilarious. I remember, this was like four years no, ago. This so was, funny. and I had no expectations of anyone even knowing who I was. But to me, looking at that question, I remember seeing it and just I, I laughed. I legitimately laughed out <laughs> I didn't loud. Know. No, no, no. And that's completely <laughs> fair. But it was just so funny to me because yeah. I was more than excited to do a Broadway theme show. Mm-hmm. And no, Matinee has come such a fucking long way. And y'all's like show posters yeah. are continuously iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. So, who, who does them? It's Jonathan, Jonathan right? Charles, Jonathan Charles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jonathan Charles. Was that Cell Block Tango? Was that the, yes. the performance that you did with like, you did, yeah. you did all I of did. the characters? I did, I did. I Cell Block Tango. I did. I dreamed a dream and cut my yes, hair you did. on stage. Yes, you wow. really did. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a fun show. Yeah. And that was like Kim right after she got back home from yeah. Jack Race. Wow. And uh, Dita, uh, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah um, did On My Own with a, a dildo or a vibrator. I can't remember yeah. which it was. Subversive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chicago wow. drag. Such We're just fucking stupid. Moment in time. <laughs> um, all right. What about you? Me? Wait. What was, was there the like question? a big I got moment, lost in the a sauce. A big moment in time like a, a that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> was, uh, what was the most influential right, moment, right. action, or thought that led to your I, success? I feel... Uh, am I successful? I feel like it's not my... <laughs> I'm when we were talking about this and I was reading it and I was like, oh, business. And I was like, I don't, I'm not good at business. What I'm good at is like feeling a feeling and trying to reach out and be like, yo, are you feeling this feeling too? Yeah. So I feel like my my barometer for success as a drag performer is is different. Like you say, you're not monetarily like I want to live my life and pay my rent and all that. Yeah. But that's not my primary goal. My primary goal is like being able to unlock something in, in like one person standing up yeah. in the audience and be like, mm-hmm. have you been struggling with this feeling? I have also been struggling with this feeling and also it's hopeful and it's fine. Like that's the thing that Lucky has that I wish I had in my everyday life is like, oh, is hope mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like, we're all going to be okay. Sure. It's all going to be fine. And so like man, trying to manifest that on stage and connect with somebody about it, mm-hmm. that's my barometer for success. Yeah. So like, I need somebody else to come in here and merchandise me. Cause I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look to your left. Hey, <laughs> no fear. <laughs> Yo, Bible, what's good? What are we gonna do? Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Is got... it me? 
Um, is it you? Yeah, I think I butchered the last you one, did, so well, it's your you, turn no, to you butcher did, this you did, one. You did everything right. Thank and you. And you said touche douche, so all of us are happy now. <laughs> oh, and I also get to say this next person's name, which is Jad from Kalamazoo. What up, Jad? Tea of the bag. Deep tea of the bag. <laughs> Deeply steeped. Has your dra- I don't know what I'm doing. Has your drag brought you together with any of your idols, drag or otherwise, and what was the experience like for you? That's a great question. Ooh. I, I just want to say when I met Tiffany Pollard and she was oh, fierce. she was above and beyond like the greatest to work with. Fierce. We worked together three times mm-hmm. and like every time she'll pull me aside, ask me about my personal life and like, do we need to do pictures, everything? Like, like it was not a situation where I was like, oh, wow, she was better on TV. Like it was with Heather from Rock of Love who was a nightmare. Um, I fucking loved Heather. She's awful. Yeah. Terrible person. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Tiffany Never Pollard, your idols, I guess. Tiffany Pollard was the shit. Yeah, work. she's so nice and so hardworking Bring and just like the coolest person. Fucking drag shows. We just she's like pimp, pimp her out on this podcast all Yo, the time. She's, she's the, the downest shit. though, no? Totally, yeah. yeah she's, she's with us. Cool as shit. Yeah. And I did not realize how religious she is. And she I'm not is. a religious person, but in the beginning of every show that we've done, she's like, let's do a prayer. Wow. And yeah. she's just like down, wants to meet every drag queen. I love that. That's and so even nice. That's she'll, so she'll like host and stuff too. Yeah. So we'll like co-host together. And she's just down for the ride. Whatever. Yeah, she, she can to. just turn it on like that. That's I so heard cool. that's also kind of like how Snooki and Jay Wow are when oh, they like really? host events. You can tell they're cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's why people they're connect down with for the them. clowns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. We got plenty. Yeah. Here we she. are. <laughs> um, what about you, Bible? Um, Idols. I would say like even prior to her enrollment, I guess we could say on Drag Race or her casting on Drag Race, Alaska mm. was someone who I always paid like a high amount of attention to, even mm-hmm. as like a college student. Her aesthetic was always very clear and like something that I always paid attention to. I was a fashion design major too. So like there was something just very mm. interesting and specific about her vision that I always gravitated towards. And then as I was dabbling in drag, I guess it was twenty. Yeah, 2015, I had a show in the Lower East Side of New York at this bar that's no longer there, Rip, Eastern Block. But oh, the, it's Club Coming now, right? Yeah, it's Club Coming mm-hmm. now. But I think that party at the time of mine was the Wednesday one, which was Hellfire Club. And she happened to like show up because like a friend of she was a friend of a friend of mine nick. and while yeah nick laughlin while she happened to be in town <laughs> but nick i laughlin. but i i had only known nick for maybe like two months and there was never like he this here too because yeah. he was in book of that's mormon right. and that's right that's how he uh-huh. we all did a bunch of their makeup yes. so we kind of randomly connected that yeah and i too, yeah. i didn't even know his adjacency to her so there was never like this like ulterior so, thing like, in our like friendship yeah. Yeah, yeah they're like super tight and then there was just like this one night i was doing my like random Wednesday night show and she rolled up like I, I was outside smoking and she came up well, someone came up behind me and put their hands up over my eyes it was terrifying like, I was like who uh, uh, Worst uh, uh, feeling. and then they remove and I turn around and it's her out of drag wow. and just her being like so just amazing and kind and sweet and encouraging mm-hmm. and then she like got my number, I believe, at that that night, or Nick must have given it to her or something, because then the next morning I got a text from her being like, Do you wanna be in my music video that I'm gonna be shooting uh next oh, yeah. month? And that was for her anus video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In which <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was a and, great video. And so I was like, uh, yeah. And she said, Okay, give me all your legal info and I'll mm-hmm. book the flight and we'll get it going and um, she booked it. Everything was just like came to a head as perfectly as it possibly could have. Mm. I literally stayed like on her couch for the weekend in LA wow. and like we had like the coolest like 
experience. It was my first time painting on an airplane because my flight was at like six in the morning. <laughs> my call time was basically that. upon landing. Yeah. And you know, she we we joke now, but like I remember when she was like, Are you okay? Like checking in on flights. And I was like, Yeah, you know, like full beat. And she's like, Oh, whose idea was that? And she's the one who booked the fucking <laughs> But it was such an awesome experience and that was one of those that was like the antithesis of don't meet your idols, right? Because, sure, I mean, right. we've all had those moments too where it rings very true. Yeah. And <laughs> she was definitely someone who kind of came in with her wrecking ball and just dismantled that entire methodology. Yeah. Yeah. And I was Good. just like, you were so... Just, you're just like such an impressive force, so congenial, genuinely want to be a friend. So thoughtful. And yeah, yeah. yeah, just so kind. And like, yeah. I, even more so than I am like now like I was still nobody you know what I mean like she didn't owe me anything yeah. and the fact that she just genuinely was like I want to have you like I think you're kind of like <laughs> the next thing I was like well let's not be generous but thank you <laughs> like there it was just like a, such a cool yeah. moment and I was like okay I'm doing the right thing yeah I'm grounded I feel good you know that's amazing yeah I, I honestly feel like despite all the things that it requires of us and how exhausting and, you know, we're putting our bodies through all of this, I feel like drag in terms of connecting with other people and other artists yeah. is like the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we do so many shows, we travel, we talk to people, and you just know that you have something in common with another artist that you yeah, admire right. so much. Mm -hmm. So you already yeah. have a base to, like, chat with them about very it. That. Very cool. That is my favorite thing. <clears throat> yeah, I love it. Just, like, falling in love with someone on the internet mm -hmm. and being able to, like, consume mm -hmm. not consume them you know what I mean like take, <laughs> no, but take like, them in and you take each them. you receive what they're giving yeah. when it actually congeals with what they're putting congeals. out on like, yeah you know yeah, what I mean because yeah, like, exactly. sometimes when you meet that IRL moment it's like, you're like oh yeah. you created this you for the benefit of someone yeah. else yeah it's not all optic right right yeah, yeah. Well, we're all having a moment. Yeah. What's your moment? Oh so many like truly I say that because it just keeps happening sure. to me like I I'm trying to think of all of the examples, but like every time I go to a drag con, I'm just wandering around being like, I love you. <laughs> hey, what's up? And honestly doing this podcast, like I try to not be freaky and weird when mm -hmm. people show up who sure. I'm, you know. When Katya was here, they were like. I was losing my what mind. What is happening? Like, how do I play this cool? I really I'm kind was, of freaking was, out. Was I a nerd because I was trying no. to be really chill, but it was not really working. I mean, she's a know? girl's girl though. Like, she yeah. is. Yeah. She was very mm -hmm. cool. She she's told like, me my voice was electric and I almost cried. Aww. I know. It was so nice. And honestly, the first time you came on, because the reason that I know all of these performances that you're doing is because I was watching your YouTube oh, thing before I started. That's sweet. I was a little baby, so like, Thank thanks you. for coming on. Gosh, appreciate yeah. it. I, yeah. I still think you're trash. Ah, oh, good. And okay. honestly, going to see Sasha tonight, like the, the fact oh. that I got to meet her, she just, you know, cracks my heart open in the way that I try to do for other people, so I'm yes. just like very pleased and blessed to feel like we're in the world with people who do this kind of thing. That's all. Yay. all right. <laughs> Shall we do one final one? Let's yeah. do it. All right. This is from Aberdeen from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeehaw. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> Sometimes she sees from Florida. Spelling. <laughs> uh, how do you protect uh, this one? Is oh, interesting. Yeah. How do you protect your health while doing drag? We don't. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of. I don't know. Yeah. More or less, there's a lot of times that you just don't focus on your health because yeah, yeah. you're just go go go. Like you're only thinking about getting ready, getting to the show, mm -hmm. performing, getting paid, going home, and like. 
And then, of course, in the mix of that, you have to talk and, like, you have to mingle and you have to meet people. You have to, you know, give hugs. You have to, you know, kiss a cheek or two, you know. So sometimes you forget about that. And I definitely have uh, caught my fair share of flus, uh, colds, you know. Um, I once did a drag competition with full-blown mono before. Um, Survived the entire time. Of course. But, um, yeah, no. Did you win? I got uh, first runner up to nice. Edie Cheeseburger. Yeah, oh. who was the host? That's how she got the hosting spot and oh, wow. the show, the other show. Yeah, it was like that whole development. And yeah, Jay and uh, Violet was oh, on wow. that too because mm-hmm. of that, because Violet was in the same competition. Anyway, mm-hmm. so with that being said, no, um, yeah, I've learned that uh, taking multivitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, airborne is <laughs> godsend. They make uh, is it, does that work? Yeah, airborne. Yeah, like I take the chewable mm. vitamin C gummies mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are love those mm-hmm. delicious. I have the blue one for men. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> love how gendered vitamins. How, <laughs> wow, how <laughs> binary. <laughs> I know we do have different body I tease, chemistry. I tease. Uh, <laughs> whatever. I know. One year, my dad for Christmas put a bunch of like hand sanitizer little single serving mm-hmm. packets in my stocking and I was like what the fuck I was like this is great dad but what's going on and he was just was like well you're in all those dirty bars and you're shaking all these people's hands and <laughs> I, I, noticed all your, I noticed all your friends are dirty and gross yeah, I just basically, thought you needed he some was sanit- very concerned about me so he put all these single serving packets of hand sanitizer oh my in my stocking and I was like this is cute oh my god I also just started going to the chiropractor for the first time oh. this year because I had like I really fucked my back up doing drag and sure. I was just like hey can we figure this out now? That's and so, honestly, yeah. it's been a game changer. Like really? chiropractors, should I go? you should go. I'll get you a free visit, I, babe. I, I need a massage. Massages, foot massages are actually amazing. There was mm-hmm. this lovely place in Atlanta that I became a regular to, and like always go before. No, actually, <laughs> go after your gigs mm-hmm. and when you're not doing gigs. Because yeah. if you get a massage and then have to do a gig later that day, fuck you up. It's pointless. Oh, yeah. Um, so also no. your body is releasing all the toxins. Mm-hmm. So that's why they give you like the big glass of water because you can get a headache because all the all the toxins that are released from your muscles. Yep. So you should take like the full yeah. Like, day yeah. off. Yeah. Um, but no, like I've, I've had my, from the way that I perform, I've had my fair share of, yeah, like, uh, uh, sickness, whatever, but like even just body issues, Mm -hmm. like I've like, I can't do a lot because of how much damage I've done to my legs and my knees over time. I've learned how to safely do things, uh, over time now, but, um, knee pads, kids. yeah, mm-hmm. do that. Um, <laughs> death drops aren't everything. No. Um, and yeah, just, um, even wearing the proper shoes too. Cause it doesn't like, cause I went a lot of years wearing shoes that were way too small for my feet. Mm-hmm. And that may seem funny to people, but it's actually really serious. Like I have nerve damage in both the mm-hmm. last two toes Damn. on both feet yeah. wow. and my circulation has not been the same since. I'm sure we've um, all lost toenails. Too. Yeah, like I can't oh. sit. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, because Fucking of high heels. heels, and I think it's the way that men's bodies are made. Um, that wearing heels for long periods of time over and over again fucks with your leg circulation. So like, I can't sit in the back seat of a car or like in a certain position on a plane yes. without my legs falling asleep, yeah. cramping yes. fully. Yeah, yes. that's and I would yeah. say that's not just men because honestly, <laughs> no, it, it's true because we all are like cutting off 
circulation, getting varicose veins, getting nerve damage. Yeah. Like heels are bad, y'all. Like I've never heard it from the other perspective, honestly. Because like, we don't complain about it. See, <laughs> well, not that you are. I'm so no, sorry. No, 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 no. That you doesn't know what make I mean? anything like, less valid. We think or we just have to suffer through it. No, so like we just tea. don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I just remember like backstage, I'm like, I can't, I can't sit like mm-hmm. uh, in, in a certain way anymore. And my my friend was like, Yeah, that's that's from wearing heels all the time. Like it fucks with your circulation. You need to drink more lemon water. I'm like, okay, so fuck what? that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway. Lord help us. But, Bible, what about you? I used to run myself really ragged, like when I was a baby queen, just thinking that, you know, we're, we all think we're invincible at a certain age, yeah. right? And like not, not really paying attention to yeah. any red flags and or signs. Age catches up with you. It does. It does. Quickly. I know it's, it's like such a trope, but it's like literally 25 hit. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. got it, got it, got it. But like. like a sledgehammer. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, you know, it's all about those like behavioral modifications. What can I do for the harm reduction? Mm-hmm. So catch me on every airplane now looking like Naomi Campbell, medical mask on wiping down every really? edge of my seat area oh yeah medical mask oh you have no idea window <laughs> ac thing seat tray seat belt i am neurotic and a lot of my friends know who are like super close to me know that i'm like a crazy germaphobe like like shoes in my drag room uh-uh Every time I come home from a gig, I'm Lysoling everything. Re- down. Wow. It's like no yeah. wow. fucking the joke. The more you know. I'm I am a filthy goblin. I, am, I mean, like, <sighs> I I can keep pretty tidy. I have my moments. You know, as creatives, we all, like, keep a little uh, organized chaos or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. outside of that, like, when it comes down to me thinking about, like, mitochondria, I'm like, <gasps> and, like, it's, like, ever since, like, getting super... Like, and I don't, I don't do well being sick anymore now that I'm not in school and can't lean into it that I don't have to go somewhere. And now it's like when I'm sick and rendered immobile, I'm like, dude, this fucking blows. Mm -hmm. So now it's like anytime I can find a way to try and prevent that, that's Mm kind of where I go now. Vitamin C tablets, emergency, forget it. It's over. Yeah. Swallow those whole cloves of garlic. Uh Do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Was it oregano oil? No, the whole table just was like, what? I'll I'll take the garlic. It's my Nona. She told me. She's like, Swallow the garlic. The you Italian. Drink your, yeah, the Italian. Yeah. It's just, garlic is just, it's, rub it all over your skin. <laughs> Don't do that. It's fine. When I went to the ER last month, because yep. I was having, like, oh, wait, wow. what? Wow. Oh, yeah, we had to cancel an episode because T was like, I'm in the hospital with heart yeah. palpitations, and oh we both God. were like, what the fuck? I didn't really tell people because I felt like, weird and guilty about it that's how i didn't know about it it was like um Um, okay basically they (laughs) my doctors looked at me and was like the way that you're doing your life is wrong Mm -hmm. like because i was just not sleeping and just drinking coffee and just staying up too late and i was very honest with them how much i drank and they were like uh, are you gonna <laughs> right. die? Like, like wow. they're like, do you oh need a drink? God. They're like, yeah, do we, we need really to? Worried. That like, fireball do. catches up. They're like, do you need alcohol right now so you don't shake? I was like, no, I'm not gonna shake. And oh, yeah, not the because I just said like, yeah, I probably drink every night. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but it's not like I wake up and drink and stuff like that. I just go out and socially drink. And they were very just like, well, this is gonna kill you one day. And my God, great, yeah, yeah. That's you gotta be careful, fun and fresh. But I was. Honest with my doctors, and they kept my shit together, and okay. I've definitely changed my lifestyle. It's good. Hey. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It was, I was so terrifying to get that text message wow. that was like, yeah, I stayed overnight, and now they're having me run on a treadmill and testing all my, oh my functions. God. Like, 
Ew. It was weird. Yeah. And did they charge you for the treadmill run? Oh, I did everything. <laughs> Honey. They charged the shit out of my girl. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bible had to pee. We had to cut it off. Yeah, sorry. Like <laughs> um, Thanks for having me. <laughs> so good at playing. No, it. Cool. seriously, this has been super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. where can we find you online and uh, what's coming up that we need to look out for? Um, with the exception of Twitter, you can find me everywhere online at BibleGirl666. Twitter. Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter again, hey. but I'm Bible oh, Girl right. two, two two two. You had your. Do you want to disabled. see me on Twitter yeah. again? Yeah, they <laughs> basically there's just like it's it's super convoluted, but basically there's a turf war between uh, music record labels and Twitter refusing to <gasps> yes. pay for music licensing rights. Right. Yeah. So anytime there's any form of content, no matter what the length of any song used in anything is, it could be one second that to the full to, length. To Denali. Yes, it did. Yeah. And with her she dance was videos. like, I got kicked off, and all I did was just post this dance video mm-hmm. but like you can post like full nudity but you can't post yeah. this and it's, then on yeah. Instagram it's so different she's like how am I it's supposed to know capitalism. can I get a fucking warning yeah so kind of fell down that rabbit hole was basically more or less told what after uh, what's that what was it that was like the final straw um, it was just like different. It was either it was like meme videos that mm-hmm. I had either reposted, where it was like five seconds of like a Taylor Swift song or like a drag <laughs> performance video. Well, you know, she's it's, litigious as no, fuck. it's just like it's one of those things. And it's after I even was able to find like a backdoor person at Twitter after doing enough rigmarole of trying to do uh, or be as proactive about not having a secondary suspension mm-hmm. happen after it had already happened once where it was indefinite, and I got my account back. Mm-hmm. I was keeping very direct communication with somebody. Um, at Twitter HQ just to be like, hey, if this does start to like have the process begin again of where they're going to lock me out, are you someone I can talk to about this and we can like preemptively plan as to right, how to keep right. on this? And she was pretty good at first and then once it happened, she said, I'm being legally advised to no longer help <gasps> you. So that's Ew. where we're at. Oh, Thanks, no. Farah. I was about to like oh ask you because this guy named Carl has had the lucky stiff Twitter account for since 2009 and he has not tweeted and we think he's dead and they will not help me so i'm lucky stiff too and i hate it yeah it's the worst (laughs) thank you thank you for sympathy yeah 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 well well i'm (laughs) still eva destruction on twitter (laughs) for now (laughs) for now (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) knock on wood uh so in the meantime you can still catch me everywhere on social media eva destruction evah destruction the way it's spelt no spaces or special characters um and (laughs) i yeah that's what i've been saying everywhere um and i am currently yeah like i said i'm on stop number 10 on the destruction tour act one and it is being extended in increments as we go yeah uh, like uh, we're like I'm going to Philadelphia soon. Uh, like I have a week off after this is all done, and I'm going to Philadelphia, going to LA, and we're just kind of extending it until Act Two, which I am pre-planning ahead of time. I don't know if I want to take it to um, like a themed route again, or if I want to do an actual one-woman show. Mm. Um, so stay tuned for that, and of course I will be touring and performing as much as I possibly can, um, and just. Uh, continuously spreading the message of Dragula, which is glamour, filth, and horror. And uh, don't forget to stream Dragula, which is now hey, available right, on Netflix. Congratulations. So Wild. important. Wild. Very, very cool. You hear that, Drag Race? We're not just a YouTube series anymore. Whoop, whoop. whoop. <laughs> Called out. All right. Um, I am a T-Rex in Chicago on everything. And um, you can find me at um, Drag Madden every Saturday at Berlin. And you can find me at uh, XRZ at Roscoe's and um, watch us on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>
Lord help. Et cetera. And I'm at Dick's uh, once yeah, a month are. in Milwaukee Yay. and et cetera, et cetera. Boop. I am Lucky Stiff 2. That's the number two <laughs> on Twitter. Unfortunately, fuck you, Carl. Aww. I am Lucky.Stiff <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and uh, I'm on Facebook, but don't find me there unless we've met in person. And I am every Classic. third Friday at Berlin for Goddess with Kat Sass. We have Hollow ah, Eve, Hollow Eve oh. coming uh, this November. I hope this Yay. comes out before then and many interesting things. Stay tuned. Also, every fourth Friday at the Newport Theater for Delirium with Willie LeCue, which is a 1920s absinthe cabaret. And also, you know, save the date for New Year's because I got something exciting Ooh. to announce soon. Yay. I'm announcing my announcement to you. What do you think about that? I also have a New Year's announcement to <gasps> announce. Gasp. It's at Berlin. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you. This was Yay. so good. So much fun. Yay. And that's the tea. That's the tea. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right, that's a peanut. <laughs>